0: Uh, I know I, I mean I'm, I'm it's kind of funny that you know cuz like uh, uh you know it's But then we'll hit recording around the door anyway
1: Our whole relationship is a CD skipping away Crush on Ray
2: It's one of those days.
0: Hi. I think like I'm like the only person where it's actually like okay to do a record today. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> so I know I just... that you you got... go on. Oh, uh, I know that you you're moving, and then uh, I know uh, Andrew's busy.
2: Yeah, I just got. So... He's got a new job on starting teaching on Monday. College. He's a college adjunct professor.
0: That's pretty rad. <laughs>
2: yeah, but you know he's got to get his shit together for uh, classes on Monday, so. We'll talk about his pick anyway, though. Oh, we? Are we? Will pick about talk about Keen? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Okay. but yeah, that's not the only thing. The sign's moving. I just I woke up this morning to find out that my media drive died. Oh fuck! I'm not panicking because everything's backed up. But that's 150 dollars. I didn't want to have to spend today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting to get the notification that I can pick up uh, my thingy from the Apple Store on Walnut Street. Uh. In fact oh just uh order status just updated right now.
0: No ladding, no adding.
2: Ready for pickup. Alright, so I know cool. I'm, I'm running right after this show's over. I gotta get my get my music back.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like my media drive like ended up dying about a year ago and it was one where it ended up like throwing up and like I lost I think I lost about twenty or thirty percent of the music and so I've been kind of getting it back and it's like even now I'm still Discovering stuff that I'm missing. Like about two weeks ago, I, I realized that I only had, I think, uh, Soul Coughing's Irresistible Bliss instead of, you know, the albums and the live stuff and all that stuff that I used to have.
2: Yeah. Um, the worst that ever happened to me was back in the day, I used to uh, have an MP3 CD player. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, before like hard drive MP3 players were, you know, priced at a reasonable rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I, I had one of those too, actually. Yeah. So, I'm on a trip. We're going to Los Angeles, uh, with my family. And, you know, my dad insists we go to the LeBray tar pits. La Brea tar pits. Tar pits. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he, you yeah, know, we go there. We look around. You yeah, it's nice. My dad goes back into the car to get a camera. And I think he left the door open because when we got back, all my CDs were missing. And, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of my stuff I have was MP3s on CD including the complete King Missile discography up to that point, including a bunch of singles and EPs, that I literally only got the last of, like, about a year ago. This was I lost everything, like, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And so about a year ago was when I finally got back all my King Missile stuff.
0: <sighs> I know, I know. Yeah. The the thing that I found, too, is, like, it, it's kind of funny, because, like, um, since that, I've been using, like, what CD to get stuff that I actually already own, because it's... You know, it's easier to download a torrent than it is to, like, you know, haul haul the CDs back to my apartment and rip them. Yeah. Which is what I was doing, you know, and then it's sort of like, uh... Mm eh. What can you do? Yeah.
2: Well, what we can do is talk about our picks, at least. Yeah. Uh, Let's start with Andrew, since he's not here and he can't defend himself, but... (laughs) 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 Sorry, Andrew. We love you. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, we listen to it. It's worth. we should talk about it.
0: Okay, fair enough. I, I wasn't sure if we should, like, hold off on a week on, on Andrews or just go without him and be all like, Fuck you, you don't get to talk about your record.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll give him a chance to defend himself next week.
0: Okay, okay.
2: Which I might be out for because of the move, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Chaos. Um. Yeah, Um. I'll let you start on this one, Matt, if that's cool.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh. I actually, this is, <laughs> this actually, you know, like... Turns out to be an awesome segue because uh, this album was one of the ones that I did lose in the in the Media Drive crash that I just realized. Oh. So um, it was one that I, I didn't buy it. It was one that I got from work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of weird because like uh, Keen, I, I actually, you know, I, I kind of like Keen, which is weird because they remind me of a lot of bands that I don't like, like Coldplay and U2, mm-hmm. which is... Really weird that it's like it's in that same kind of wheelhouse, but for for whatever reason, Keen does not suck to me. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah I, it's, I'm glad you mentioned U2 because that's the first thing that came to mind. I think it was like the second song that made me think, "Wow, this guy. These sound like a lot. Like they sound a lot like you two with a piano."
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Which actually, I didn't really find endearing. Um, yeah,
0: and I, I mean, I, it's one where like I mean, I, I I would have been kind of surprised if you if you had you know dug. Doug the Keen like unreservedly?
2: It was uh what I heard was okay. I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole album. Mm-hmm. And not because of the the drive crash, I just didn't have a chance, but uh uh what was the hook that Andrew uh, picked for this week?
0: Let's go with Is It Any Wonder. And why don't we hear okay. a little bit of that now?
1: I shall-
2: Like I said, this was it. it this, this just didn't really do anything for me. It it wasn't like outright dislike, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, it just it didn't win me over either. Just it it felt like listening to U two, and I'm not a U two fan by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Yeah, same here. I, I I cast my lot with Negative Land a long time ago. It's not even
2: a Negative Land thing. It's just a. I just don't really like uh the way. I just don't like U two's uh sound.
0: Well yeah, I'm kinda I'm kinda I'm that way too. It's like I it was one of those ones where I mean I that's that's my standard joke is you know, I cast my lot with negative land. But <laughs> honestly, like I mean I I knew I didn't really like you two before I knew that I loved like negative land, so it's it, it was just kind of convenient. And it when it turned out that, that, you know, they were dicks about that entire thing too, I mean. Yeah. Well that's I
2: thought that was sorta, more the label than the, than no, the band.
0: Really? I mean, you did not hear about the, the follow up from a few years ago. Oh, I guess uh, not. Oh yeah, it was um, okay. Uh, this, this this is a story that came from uh, Mark Hosler. You, I think it was it might have just been on the Negative Land mailing list, Snuggles, but it, maybe he put it, put it in an article too. I can't I can't quite remember. And um, it's been a while since I've read this, so I mean I might have some of the details a little munged. Mm-hmm. But what happened was uh, Mark Hosler of Negative Land was at a conference. As, you know, he, he is wont to do, He you know, there's a lot of times where you can you can bookmark to speak at your event. Yeah. And and he usually speaks about, you know, copyright law and sampling and all that fun stuff, being the dude from Negative Land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so he, he's there doing his speech, and he, you know, talks about the U2 single, of course, because that's kind of a big deal in the, you know, in not only Negative Land's history, but also, you know, kind of in sampling history as well. I mean... Mm-hmm. It's been said that if, if that single had come out, like, I think it was, like, something like six months later, it would have been, you know, there would have been no problem with it because that was, a like, it came out just before the uh, Two Life Crew Pretty Woman uh, case, like, had been decided by the Supreme Court, mm. which basically made sampling, you know, more or less okay. I mean, that's that's a simplification, of course, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's based off of the parody law and all that. But anyway, anyway. Mm. So Hosler's doing his speech And um, they go to the Q&A thing And um, Guy pops up and Basically he says that um, I'm the guy who bought the Copy of the U2 Single that got you in trouble And yeah It turns out that like they had um, They had traced the copy to an Athens Georgia record shop like an indie shop And they thought that was Kind of weird but you know whatever You know and but it turned out that this guy was uh, like I think he was REM's manager at the time in the, in 1991, and U two the band had contacted him and said basically Hey, we've heard about this um, weird single that samples us. Can you you know buy us the copy and send it to us? And he did it because he at least what he told Ho- uh, Mark Hosler is that he thought it was sort of like a a fun thing like that they would just want to have in their archives as sort of a a, a goof, you know. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, they they got the copy, sent it to them, and you know s- you know started the lawsuit against them. And then all the time they're going like, "Oh no, it's not us, it's Island." And yeah, it's they they were basically hypocritical douchebags.
2: Oh wow! As so if I yeah, had, as if I didn't need more reason to dislike you too.
0: I know. And and of course, there's the funny thing, too, where, like, right after that, they did their, uh, what was it, the Zoo TV tour, which was oddly enough, heavily sampling based.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I know there was the interview uh, that they, uh, the the, the stealth interview with The Edge. It was like,
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was like, Yeah. We were, this was was kind of a dick move. Yeah. uh, It
2: was with The Edge. But they're going like, Yeah, this was all kind of, kind of a dick move on Island's part. We were not really on that. So.
0: Oh, yeah and then, like and negative land even said you know like i remember in that interview where it's basically well if you could help us out with this considering that you're you know not for that if you could cut us a check for like you know 10 grand or whatever to help us pay for our legal fees <laughs> you know and of course 10 grand is what like a nickel to the edge yeah you know but of course you know seeing as they're they they put them up to up to it you know they're not you know gonna actually you know pay for the legal defense because you know but it was totally a case of, you know, having their cake and eating it too, which well, it was like, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it's like, I, I thought that you two were assholes before, but you know, fuck them.
2: Of <laughs> uh, course, Keen may not be assholes. They just make music that sounds unkindly like you two.
0: Yes. Yes. yeah. That, that was like kind of a, a, a weird diversion from talking about Keen, but
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, Keen I, don't
0: I, I, I assume that Keen is cool with negative land. <laughs> I know that Brian Eno is actually. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a mention in, uh, I think it was A Year of Swollen Appendices, his, like, diary from, like, I think 1995 or so. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, an aside in there where he's like, oh, yeah, there's, like, this Negative Land single where they, you know, did this, you know, thing from, like, the, the U2 song I, pr- or one of the U2 records I produced. I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. You know, and it's, like, kind of funny. It's like, you know, next time, listen to Eno, dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> Well, know, <laughs> is way smarter than all y'all put together. <laughs> no argument
2: here. So, um, yeah, so keen I, I just, yeah, they're better than Coldplay. They sound like you two. The guy can really, the guy can really play piano, but this does nothing. This just really does nothing for me. How about you?
0: Uh, that, like I, I like them okay. It's like it's, it's one where I, I, it's kind of funny because I've seen like a lot of things of like you know, oh man, Keen sucks. They're just a uh, Coldplay ripoff, you know. And it's kind of funny because, like, you know, that while well, they are in that same wheelhouse, I think they're a lot better than Coldplay. <laughs> so it's sort of like, eh, they're they're actually taking that thing and making it not completely slap. Wow. Yeah.
2: I'm just pissed uh, off at Coldplay for stealing the uh, Computer Love riff. I know they got permission, but I want no, to they use... they, No, they didn't. No, I read somewhere they, where they uh, they contact, they wrote a letter to Kraftwerk uh, asking if they could use that lick from Computer Love. And they got a, a letter back in response, one word, Yes.
0: Oh, because the thing that I had heard is that they had swiped it, and then like they like originally the original pressing just had Coldplay credited on it, it might and they be- had to like repress it to give uh, um Crawford credit.
2: What's the song that it's from? Why uh, am I asking you? Talk, gonna, I think. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna go to the computer love article on Wikipedia and then see if it's in there. Yeah, yeah. It is a song called Talk, and yeah. According to Wikipedia, they did get permission. So, oh, Wikipedia fair enough. is okay. always right.
0: Yeah. Uh, why okay. Why would you, why I'm would you wrong do on that, one.
2: Ralph? Why would you do that, Ralph? <laughs> Coldplay doesn't deserve permission to do anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. She should just say no to Coldplay on principle. In fact, I, 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 I think everyone who's listening to this should call up um what's his name Chris Martin on the phone and just say no and hang up. <laughs> wow. Um. His number is. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
2: I'm just gonna cut that. Um Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, um, I guess that's it. So that's Keen. Um, right, do we want to? I want to talk about television because we're gonna be blabbing a lot about Snakefinger. So let me get the television out of the way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My pick this week is Marquee Moon, the first album by post punk uh, post punk pioneers Television, and I mentioned this last week when we were talking about um, uh, Discipline by King Crimson that i just love that really clean guitar tone and that's it's all over this record uh my pick this week is the uh, song marquee moon uh uh, the title track from marquee moon which is a very long song uh, 10 minutes
0: yeah it's like 10 and change i think
2: yeah 10 and change and let's hear a little of that now Here's a tip for anyone who's not familiar with television: don't pay any fucking attention to the lyrics.
1: <laughs>
2: um, other than that, wow! Uh, just the solos on this song, the solos on the record, the guitar playing, the, t- the tone. Um, a little trivia on that song, by the way: uh, the take of Marquee Moon on the record was it was all done in one take. Wow! Yeah, yeah, and the drummer thought they were just rehearsing. They didn't. He didn't know they were recording. <laughs> and so there is a whole another alternate take on the uh, on the on the CD release, but it's not nearly as good as the original.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes you, you do that. You get like kind of the 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 good take like the first time through, and I mean that, that's not always the case, but mm-hmm. but sometimes there's yeah, it's like a spontaneity kind of thing.
2: Yeah, they didn't even know they were recording though. I mean, the drummer didn't even know they were recording. Like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> 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 we gotta do this again? No, we don't. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> So like I said, I love the hell out of the guitar on this. It, it is a guitar record. If you're a guitar playing guitar fan, I'm sure it's a good bass record too. But it's really all about that guitar playing. Yeah,
0: and we won't know because Andrew's not here. <laughs> if it's a bass, good bass record. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what did you think, Matt? It's kind of weird because like I I liked it okay, but I mean honestly, it's one of those records that, and I I, def- I need to spend more time with it. But like basically like kind of you know more or less the first time through, I think I'd heard a a bit of television before, of course, but, Mm -hmm. but I mean, this is like the first time I've really sat down, you know, with, you know, especially with Marky Moon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it was like kind of funny because like I could, it was something that I could appreciate, but I didn't really, like, it didn't like blow me away or it wasn't like, you know, oh my God, this is awesome. It was just sort of like, oh, this is, this is cool. You know, but I mean, it would, it, I didn't really have a whole heck of a lot to say about it or, or anything. It just sort of was like it was kinda of there, which is not ex- not at all the reaction I was expecting. Hmm. And I mean I, I, I like I liked uh Friction and I thought that, that one had kind of like the the guitar riff on that one was totally Bob One to me. Hmm. And elevation totally sounded like an Outtake from uh Talking Head seventy seven. But and they they
2: were, they were contemporaries at the time. Oh so. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean Marky Moon was what, seventy six?
2: Seventy I wanna say seventy eight.
0: Seventy eight, okay. I, I knew it's in that kind of. It's in it's in that it's in that range anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I I liked it okay. I just I don't know. It just didn't like like you know knock me off my feet like I was kind of expecting. Because hmm. I mean I know that this is like a really important record. You know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It came out seventy seven. Okay. Okay. We're doing. We're just dancing all around the right date. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's. It is a very intense record, I mean, but it's really, it's the only starting point you could have for television, mm-hmm. because they only put out, like, one other album in the 70s, and that's not as good, and... Yeah,
0: and didn't yeah, they kind of, like, reform in the, the 80s or the 90s, too, or... 90s, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, so they, think they, they put out a
2: reunion a... album in 92, and they occasionally, like, do reunion shows, but they're missing a member.
0: Ah. Uh, yeah, because I think I'm, I might actually have a copy, because, like, the reunion album was self-titled, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I actually have a copy somewhere of that from my college station. Hmm. I, I like like I said, I, I probably it's one of those ones I probably ripped and never really actually sat down with too, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, I, I only have I, their first album. I haven't listened to anything else by them.
0: <laughs> uh, well there you go. <laughs>
2: but uh I do uh Richard Hell was a member of the, of, of television for a while.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, they kicked him out because he wasn't he couldn't play well enough. And Richard Hell is a great guitar player.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Like that that's telling right there. That he's not good he was not good enough for television. And he's Richard <laughs> Hell. Um speaking of great guitar players, how about Snakefinger?
0: Okay, Snakefinger is like basically one of my all-time guitar heroes. It's like, you know, I mean it's like some people, you know, are like, you know, oh yeah, Hendrix was the man. I'm I'm basically like fuck Hendrix, thank Snake, Snakefinger. <laughs> that, that's gonna get some messages. <laughs> Uh, especially too, because I'm from Seattle. <laughs> oh dear! And, and and I mean, Hendrix went to my high school, actually. Oh wow! Yeah, in in uh, the library, um, at least at the time, anyway. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, there's a gigantic bust of Hendrix. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's and I mean, there's uh, a statue of him on uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, You know, people will have, you know, stories of him like, you know, walking down Cherry or, you know, which is a a street in Seattle. You know, so, I mean, he, he, you know, Hendrix is a big deal here. And uh, Hendrix was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm wondering if, is is the story of Zappa introducing him to the Wap pedal apocryphal or is that confirmed?
0: That I do not know. I think that's, uh, I think that's apocryphal, but I could be wrong. Although one of one of the stories that I, I do like that is uh, tangentially related to Hendrix is uh, um, the drummer in uh, the uh, Jimi Hendrix Experience. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mitch Mitchellson is that it?
2: Don't don't what? ask me because I don't know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, though, um, he was at uh, the he uh, was like a session drummer for uh, I think like one of the Joe Meek sessions, hmm. and uh like Joe Meek is kind of he's kind of considered the the British uh Phil Spector both both in engineering talent and batshit craziness mm. and um he basically had an upstairs um uh, his studio was upstairs basically it was like a I think it was his flat/studio slash studio, basically and so you know it was upstairs and basically like um you know Joe like uh, Joe Meek made some brilliant records but there's some real horror stories like uh him uh, firing a gun near Tom Jones Jones's head and making him a quarter deaf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I heard about that.
0: Yeah, and but the the um, Hendrix drummer story is that he was doing a session and for whatever reason could not get the the uh the pattern right or the sound right or something that you know maybe you know Joe Meek was just having a bad day that day I don't know but anyway he flipped the fuck out on uh, the drummer uh, and basically. Like, was like, get the fuck out, get the fuck out, get the fuck out. And so he's, like, going, like, okay, okay, okay. And he's, like, leaving. And as he's going down the stairs, he starts hearing this, like, really, like, strange, god-awful racket. And as he turns around, Joe Meek has the tape machine. He's shoving it, like, and at, like right at the foot of the stairs. And he shoves it down. And And the drummer hauls ass and basically just makes it out alive. Wow. Because, I mean, those tape tape decks are, are, you know, especially that early, are are huge. They're huge and heavy. And I was like a brand, I think it was like a brand new tape deck, too. And he was like so pissed at him that he threw this heavy piece of equipment down the stairs at a man, you know.
2: But he didn't have the cool wigs or the bad
0: wigs. No, no. no. He actually had like a very nice haircut. That's the one thing that Joe Meek has over Phil Spector or or maybe maybe not depending on you know if you count that in, in a win, the wind column or how that is an against on the crazy the crazy column
2: <laughs> but Snakefinger.
0: yes snake finger who is dead but not from Joe Meek's hand uh like uh, he's just an amazing guitar player to me like i mean it's like one of those ones where you know all you know most of your guitar heroes to me they're they're just sort of like oh, okay whatever you know Hendrix Santana whatever to me Snakefinger is where it's at and this is from his third record i believe um it's yeah. called uh manual of errors and let's hear a little bit of eva's warning which is probably kind of you know the i guess the hit from the record that had no hits
1: of better days.
0: such a great riff and I, 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 it's fun to play on the guitar too. Mm. I mean it's it's a really really simple riff of course too but I mean it's just like a really fun fun bouncy thing you know to play. But yeah I like like uh, I guess I guess a little history on Snakefinger. Um uh he was a um, British guitarist. Uh he was in a, a like basically this uh pub rock band called uh Chili Willy and the Red Hot Peppers. Um, I've got one of their records and honestly, it does not do a thing for me. Um, that makes two sure of us. Yeah, I mean, it's one where like I think when I first heard it, I was expecting Snakefinger, and mm. it is like 180 degrees away from like a snake. The, the Snakefinger solo records. Um, I should, I guess, I should probably go back to it and listen to it on its own terms. But I, I'm in no hurry. Honestly, it's just sort of like it to me. It was just really generic sounding and i i was like kind of surprised that this was snake finger you know mm-hmm. although i don't think he wrote a lot of the stuff for Chili willie i think he was more of just a guitarist in that band i think
2: yeah it's just a hired gun basically
0: yeah like i think he wrote one or two of the things but i mean i don't think it was it, it didn't it wasn't really like his band or anything is i think you know. the
2: one song he ever wrote for them that got released was something called tuesday song uh, i'd have to look that up on my own oh,
0: okay. but that's
2: all in one of the one of the, uh, Rarity. It's on the Abbey Home compilation of uh Chili Willy stuff. And mm. I know I think it was on a Ralph released uh compilation of his stuff, but don't hold me to that one.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it was just sort of I don't know, the, the Chili Willy stuff I just find really boring. Yeah. And then um basically when that when he left that band or they broke up or whatever, he went to San Francisco and, and hooked up with some uh some uh some freaks that had to have like recently moved from louisiana and you might well you might know them as the residents and basically he you know he and the residents really really clicked and he'd been with them for like a like basically you know since just about the beginning like i, I think there was like a whole hole there where he went back to the uk briefly like maybe around meet the residents i think but, yeah, what,
2: yeah. He he joined them up like in the early, like around 1969, 1970. Played on one of their demo tapes, like baby. I think it was Baby Sex. With yeah, that, yeah. Think, did Chilly Willy, then came back and became Snakefinger.
0: Yeah, and but I mean he's on like you know like the Oh Mommy Oh Daddy uh, mm-hmm. show, like all sorts of stuff. He's on you know almost all of the records up to um, uh, like uh, God in Three Persons, where he died before they they could get his parts on God in Three Persons. Right, um, which is such a tragedy. Um, and he actually died on stage. <laughs> he had a heart attack on stage, which I th- is. I
2: thought it was backstage.
0: Was it backstage? I thought it was actually on stage, but I know it was like basically at a concert, and it was the day that his uh, final single was released, which was "There's No Justice in Life." So that that's a neat True. little, yeah, neat little bit of um, coincidental mm-hmm. horror there for you. Um, but yeah, basically he, um, did a um, bunch of records for Ralph, um, which is the Residence Label. Um, the first two were done heavily with the Residents, uh, Greener Postures and Chewing Hides the Sound. I mean, those ones are almost Residence Records, basically. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he kind of put his own band together, the Vestal Virgins, and including Eric Drew Feldman, who played with a lot of people, including, including your favorite Per Ubu. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is from one of the, you know, the post-Residence albums. I mean, not really post-Residence because he was still friends. And I, they even have a co-write credit on uh, Ava's Warning. But, you know, it's it's one that's not produced by the Residents, And I just, like, I I just love these records. Like, uh, like I think this is my favorite of the Snakefinger records. But honestly, there is not a dud. I guess aside from the Chili Willy stuff. But, like, everything under the Snakefinger name is amazing. And yeah, I like Manual Vares I think is my favorite, but it's kind of a hard choice. <laughs>
2: if I had to pick one, I'd pick actually Greener Postures as my favorite Snake Finger album.
0: Yeah, I I mean it, like I say, it's it's a really hard choice. <laughs>
2: yeah, I just uh yeah, Greener Postures has, has Golden Goat, has Man of the Dark Sedan, Trashing All the Loves of History, Safety from Dali, you know, the epic Picture Makers versus the Children of the Sea and Yes. yeah what um, a wild what a what song
0: yeah ah here you got a call snake finger <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, that that is the uh, anyway <laughs> yeah, that, so yeah i'm glad you had, i'm glad you picked this one especially since it means i didn't have to download or import it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was like it was one where like i mean sometimes when like when you don't have like a themed pick mm-hmm. like like i was just sort of like laying in bed and i'm like because i i do a lot of thinking in in bed i i it's actually like like uh like if you've seen my Tumblr, I've been posting like a fair number of links to uh fluffy pony stories hmm. that I've written, and I, I I mean it's like this weird like I can't really explain it. It's this, like weird weird subculture of My Little Pony fans that has nothing to do with My Little Pony. <laughs> but like I mean that's basically where I think of the plot is. I'll be laying in bed and I'll just think of you know oh that's you know how to do it, and then I'll wake up and I'll you know like the next day and I'll I'll, I'll knock it out, but. But that's what I do, too, is I was, like, laying in bed going, like, well, let's see, what can I do for my pick? What can I do for my pick? And I'm, like, being, like, you know, I, I think Snake for you would be really good. I, I think it would be, you know, kind of interesting because I know that, like, you know, some of my picks have totally, well, I guess alienated both of you guys, <laughs> you know? It's, like, you know, and I mean, it, but, I mean, it's, like, I know that I, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to, you know, I I, I don't want to be a dick. Like, so, I mean, like, pretty much everything I chose, I, I at least think you guys will have a chance of liking you know, and I mean, it's like, like, you know, even though I was joking about choosing, like, Throbbing Gristle and, and, you know, in response to Andrew's, uh, John Mayer pick, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't actually do that except for, I, I, I'm kind of thinking of doing that if we do a, like, a Halloween themed show of, like, you know, scary songs because, you know, fucking hamburger lady, dude. Do you, do you know Throbbing Gristle at all? Or,
2: I know, I've no of them. They've been on my list of bands to check out. I don't <laughs> really know where to start with them.
0: Um, probably, um, uh, 20 Jazz Fund greats.
2: Yeah, that's what I keep, that's what I heard, but, you know, some, some people also tell me that that's really harsh and it's not a good place to start, so.
0: That's actually their most accessible record. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I'm not denying that it's really harsh, but, I mean, it's, uh, in, in terms of, in th- terms of um, Throbbing Gristle, it's like, that is their accessible one. That's the hit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, the uh, DOA uh, third annual report is pretty good too, and that's the that's the one that has hamburger lady on it, which is like this terrifying song.
1: Um,
0: it's like I, I mean, basically the the um, there's this guy named uh, Blaster Al Ackerman who does like mail art, and sometimes he'll he'll write stories and send them to people, and uh, like actually. Uh, and I will um, read the excerpt that is on uh, the back of the sleeve um, and basically uh, this is they, they wrote a song about this. <laughs> it's not real. Thank God. <laughs> By far the worst is the hamburger lady and because of the shortage right now of qualified technicians e.g. technicians who can work with her and keep their last meal down Screwloose Loritzen and I have been alternating nights with her un- unrelievably. If you put a 250-pound meatloaf in the oven and then burned it, and then followed that by propping it up on a potty chair to greet you at 11 p.m. each night, you would have some description of these past two weeks, which is to say the worst I have seen since Viet Napalms. When somebody tells you that there is a level of pain beyond which the human mind cannot retain consciousness, please tell them to write me. In point of fact, this lady has not slept more than three to five minutes at a stretch since she came to us. That was over two weeks ago, and thanks to medical advances, there is no end in sight. From the waist up, everything is burned off—ears, nose, etc. Lower half is untouched, and that, I guess, is what keeps her alive. I took one guy to help me change tubes, and he did all right. Um, this is uh, all right until he came out. Then he uh, spotted one of the burn nurses—pleasant-smiling zombies—eating a can of chili mac at the desk, and that did it. He flashed on the carpet. It, it is fucking insane, is what it is. Wow. Yeah, and that's a so- there's a song about that. <laughs> okay. And, and that's basically like if we do a, a, um, a Halloween show, that's of, of like, you know, scary or eerie songs that that's my pick (laughs) because Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Well, 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 just save that for October. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) In other news, you'll be out that week. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: So, so, so snake finger though. Wow. Oh Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I love the hell out of uh Snakefinger. Um but like like I said Greener Postures is really my favorite. But yeah, you can't go wrong with this. Eva's Warning is a classic. Uh I mean, it, it's classic enough that it got performed on the Resonance 13th Anniversary Tour.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is probably where most people know it from because uh the Snakefinger records are pretty hard to find, which right. is a tragedy.
2: Absolutely. Uh so I guess we're doing our best part to keep uh keep the Snakefinger uh in the con- in the public consciousness.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, honestly, it's like Like a lot of the Ralph stuff is really good, like, anyway. Like, the Ralph records, like, I'm a big fan of uh, Ronaldo and the Loaf, too. But for me, like, I mean, aside from the Residence records themselves, and I mean, honestly, even you know, like, Snakefinger is the jewel in the Ralph crown, and even you know, like, there are uh, some of the Residence records that I, you know, like, I would put very far below everything's like, even like Snakefinger's worst thing you know, is like heads and tails above some, some of the residents records, you know, mm-hmm.
2: one of the prides of my record collection, which is now sitting in a storage shed, um, is a seven inch of the spot backed with smelly tongues on <clears throat> blue vinyl. I know it's not rare because apparently Ralph pressed like thousands of them because they expected it to become a hit.
0: Wow. I didn't really realize that Ralph even expected hits. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: thought they knew better. <laughs> I mean, well, they expected it to be a hit for Ralph.
0: Ah. <laughs>
2: like, more like on the level of, of the Residents' version of Satisfaction.
0: Gotcha, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, but I have a copy of it. I found it, and I just was like, I can't walk away without this. And it's translucent blue vinyl.
0: That's so awesome.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I, not to
0: mention that the song, the both of the songs are really great. I mean, it's like, you know, his version of Smelly Tongues is amazing. It's like, to me, that is that is smelly tongues not not the one on meet the residents but i mean
2: Actually, my my canonical version of smelly tongues is off the uh, 13th anniversary tour uh, one of the 13th anniversary tour albums
0: mm yeah i i can go with that too but i don't know it's for the me one, like w- the snake finger is just amazing
2: yeah the way they did it on the uh, recent uh, talking light tour is very good too
0: yeah that's true too
2: um by the way i have a I have a bootleg of snake finger that i found on soulseek back in the day in melbourne from the I'm I'm almost certain it was the tour for uh, Greener Postures.
0: Cool. I think I might have that one, but I'll have to check.
2: Yeah, let me know if you if you want it. I'll hook you up.
0: Cool. Cause, yeah, I mean just and I mean there's like you know I mean I I in the show notes I posted some uh, live uh, video of Snake Fingers so you can kind of see and I also posted the video for uh, Man in the Dark Sedan
2: yeah. and
0: because it's pretty awesome. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I actually see, saw, finally saw some live footage of Snakefinger a couple years back, and it answered a question that I've had for years, which is, how the hell did he make his guitar sound like that? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was playing a slide guitar for a lot of that stuff.
0: Yeah, and I know Andy Partridge made, like, a reference to, uh, like, I, it was, like, kind of, like, a, a weird thing, because I think he is a fan of Snakefinger, but it was sort of, like, this, like, weirdly dismissive reference of, you know, oh, well, just get a ring modulator and your Snakefinger or something like that, mm-hmm. and it was sort of, like, Like I was like, kind of, it kind of made sense when I like found, you know, when I heard that. I was sort of like, yeah, but you also have to be Snakefinger for that to work.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. If I played guitar, I'd love to figure out just how to get that Snakefinger sound.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just such a cool, cool sound, and yeah, it's like his version of the model is amazing too. It's I actually have a video cassette of a live Snakefinger concert. It's uh, live at the Vic. I think a lot of it is posted on um, YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's like, it was like, and I have the live album somewhere. I'll have to, I'll have to dig it out. Cause I've, there were two live, there's like a, a, an official live album, which was like a, you know, a, a normal album. Like, but then they also did a sort of like a, the blues album. No, 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 no. This is live at the Vic. Oh, okay. It, and this is like a, basically a normal concert from the, um, uh, night of desirable objects tour, but they also did an album that was like the entire concert. Oh, Okay. And it was sort of like a, this was back when um, Tom Timoney was still running the uh, esoteric uh, music site or esoteric music group, which uh, had all of the Tectone stuff, which is what Hmm. Ralph like morphed into when the residents like they, I I think it was like something where like the residents were bleeding money and they couldn't afford to do Ralph anymore. So they sold it to Tom and then it morphed from Ralph into Tectone's. And and he put out a lot of stuff like the CD issues of the Snakefinger records, other than the first two, and the Rinaldo and the Loaf records are all on Tectones. Okay. And he he put out the um, the live tape because unfortunately this was before DVD, and um, then he also did the uh, CD of that, and then and and that one is like a burn, and I think it even has like a a paper sticker on the front of it, hmm. and it comes in a DVD case, which is kind of funny, but but yeah, but um. Like I think, I think Tom Timoney might still sell this stuff on eBay occasionally. I I don't know. Like I guess your your best bet would like honestly be to like write him and be all like, "Do you happen to have a few boxes of these still? Because they are amazing, and I want to give you money for amazing things."
2: Yeah, uh, if he was smart, he'd basically just he'd dump it to DVD and and do like press on demand DVDs.
0: Yeah, 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 Sort of like with uh, what Zoog's Rift did before he died. Like, cause yeah, the, he sold like a DVD of like basically his complete discography. Okay. Unfortunately, it wasn't tagged right, so it's yeah, so it's like the MP3s are not tagged, and so it's a little, little confusing, but that's okay. The music is still awesome.
2: Hmm. So enough to check out in the future, I guess. Um...
0: Yeah. Okay. Do you not know Zoogs or? No. Oh, okay. I, I I'll he he is another one that I'll, I'll have to do a pick of then.
2: Okay. I kind of the idea kind of had like, if we're we're gonna go back to, like doing topics as uh, so sort of an I don't get it episode the I don't get it one like genres and stuff we really don't have we have trouble appreciating not like a negative sense just like a I don't really understand the appeal
0: yeah so do you want to want to still do that one then yeah I guess maybe we can have okay. a follow up next week when Andrew's back yeah okay yeah I mean we can like give like the show over to Andrew for ten minutes so we can be all like Tina's awesome fuck you guys steak Finger's cool and I don't know what he'll think of because I know he said that Snakefinger was used to but...
2: Yeah. And then,
0: you know, you <laughs> can, like, basically be all, like, just rattle everything off. And... yeah. I mean, <laughs> I,
2: I, of course he's dig Sna- Snakefinger. Anyone with taste a dick would dig Snakefinger.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know, especially too, because, I mean, like, I know that he's at least interested in the residence. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, like, sort of, I mean, I think in a way, and this doesn't, this, this isn't fair to Snakefinger, but, I mean, it's a little bit of, like, residence light, so it's sort of like a, a gateway drug into the residence. I could see it. Training wheels. Training, Training wheels,
2: wheels. For, the, for the residents. I think we might. Yeah. Have to, I think we have a show title.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah. It's genres we, we have trouble getting into and appreciating. Um. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is is is, uh, is metal metal music.
0: Huh. It's funny. I was actually talking. Um. Like un, un You know. Like I I. Uh. Monty had no idea that this was the topic. Uh. And I emailing him back and forth, and he actually said the same thing. And it was like, just like out of kind of like we were talking about like prog and, and stuff and sort of the, like the prog metal kind of things and all that kind of stuff. And he was just sort of like, yeah, like for whatever reason, metal doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's kind of funny that metal does not work for you, too.
2: Yeah, I, it, it's hard to explain because I don't really listen to much metal. But then again, I don't like metal. Um, I have some Rammstein albums. You know, I, I have an unironic appreciation of Rammstein.
0: Yeah, they're cool. I I've seen them live once.
2: Oof! I wish I could have seen them when they were back in the U.S. I don't know if they're ever gonna come again. Um, yeah, because I know they put on a hell of a show.
0: Yeah, yeah, like for they couldn't even light themselves on fire at the show that I saw because of uh, the the fire marshal was all like, "No, you can't light yourselves on fire. That's dangerous."
2: Aren't they like all now licensed pyrotechnic experts?
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I love the uh, I love, but Rammstein is like very different than most metal because, well, first of all, the guy can really fucking sing.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I, swear to God, he should be an opera singer on his days off.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> and they've got a keyboard player, and the keyboard plays a really prominent, uh, element in their music, too. Mm hmm. But, I mean, I listened to some, I've listened to some metal, and uh, like, wow, I listen to them play really fast. It's like that. Yeah, they're, they're playing really fast, but I'm not getting anything out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's,
2: it's, I can understand, I can sort of respect the whole playing fast thing. Uh most of the metal I've heard I've heard I, I I do the air guitar thing and a lot of the people who do air guitar they do metal songs. <laughs> mm. yeah, there's definitely an overlap in that of the uh, metal fans and air guitar performer co- contestants. <laughs> <laughs> which which does nothing for metal's reputation.
0: Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I for, for me it's like I I don't know if I'd really call myself a metalhead but I I do enjoy metal. Uh I mean sometimes I can do without some of the the cookie monster stuff.
2: Yeah. That 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 throws me too. But I also don't like the, ah, the stupid high vocals too.
0: Oh, the, the the more Aussie style of Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I, I like of the two, I mean I, I definitely go more towards the Aussie end. So mm-hmm. I, I, I do like Aussie quite a bit. Um and like one I mean and it's sort of like I mean, if if you're interested in giving it a shot, like you might try a typo negative because it's hmm. They were kind of psychedelic metal, and they again they have like pretty strong keyboard parts. And uh, Peter Steele, uh, rest in peace, uh, can really sing too. And he has a lower register, like kind of more along the lines of the uh, Ramstein guy, but deeper. And, And and partly, and I think for me, like one of the things I do like about metal and is that like most, you know, metal bands realize that what they're doing is kind of inherently ridiculous. And it's sort of, and, you know, it's it's not that they're doing it as a joke, but I mean, they, they realize that it, there is kind of a silly aspect too, And so a lot of times it seems that like a lot of metal bands, you know, don't really take themselves super, super seriously. And I, and I, and I don't mean that from a musicianship standpoint or anything like that, you know, because I mean, they're, you know, a lot of metal guys are fucking hardcore musicians. And I yeah. mean, again, I'm uh, you know, like you were even kind of, you know, saying that, you know, it's sort of like, you know, not really my thing, but I mean, I can respect it. And, and I mean, it's, you know, because they, they do very obviously know how to play the guitar, even if they're not playing it to your, to your liking, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I totally get that too. Cause I mean, there's like a lot of people like that for me too, but, but yeah, it's, it, I don't know for me, I like, that's kind of the aspect that, that there's kind of a theatrical goofiness, but it's all very, I don't know. It's. It's it's fun. It's it's fun. Is like for me, like the way to best describe it, where it's it's about having a good time, even if everything is kind of like, oh, we are dark and serious. It's there's kind of a wink to it. I think
2: uh, a lot of a lot of them. I, it's it's hard to find the wink somewhere in that. Uh, like again, going back to Rammstein, you know, they're not they're not just they're they're winking very obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, like their songs which, are you know, pretty pretty hilarious if you know German.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the one uh tile about the uh the guy they wrote about the guy who uh went entered it out on Craigslist to have his penis cut off and served to him.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's one too about where like uh on I think it's on the uh, Mütter album about where like he the lead singer it's uh happy to be a hermaphrodite because that means that he can fuck himself.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sort of leads to also there's the song Pussy that everyone was kind of weirding out weirded out when it came out. I'm like I can't tell if they're being serious or not, but they're definitely they're not and the music video for that is both hilarious and wrong at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: very not safe for work.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's porn, okay? <laughs> it it literally is porn with body doubles of the band having sex with people <laughs> complete with the money shot. <laughs>
0: I mean, you, you can't go without the money shot, I mean geez, that's you know mm-hmm. but uh, yeah,
2: so I guess I gotta like find the ones that have more of the wink to it than and but I still just i I get nothing out of like the shredding I just want i I'd rather hear a guitarist who's maybe not so technically adept but play something that's mm-hmm. soulful, something that actually has something to it mm-hmm. like one of my one of my great one of my favorite guitar players is Frank Zappa, yeah. And he's not the world's greatest guitar player, but you listen to fucking Watermelon and Easter Hay and tell me you don't feel something.
0: I know. I mean, I was, I was immediately thinking like Watermelon and Easter Hay. I mean, that, that solo is just, that's one of the most gorgeous pieces of music ever put to tape.
2: hmm So, you know, if I could find someone who played metal with that kind of soulfulness, I guess, maybe. Any mm-hmm. suggestions, feel free to let me know.
0: Yeah, I might, I might, um, I'll, I'll throw um, some typo negative videos into the show notes for you okay um i like i say i mean i don't know if it'll be your thing i mean it's you know because i mean i i, I know that i know that you know kind of feeling because i mean for me like my genre that i just do not get is reggae mm. i i fucking hate reggae <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's and the weird thing is i mean i i like you know i like ska okay and, and I mean, I love madness and they like, they did a, um, an album of stock classics, uh, the Dangerman sessions. Oh. And that's a really great record. And, you know, but for whatever reason, like reggae itself, I just do not give a fuck. So you're, so you're
2: saying you and you hate reggae. Yeah. It's reggae. It, it's like, when I hear it, it it's okay. I mean, I've, it's never been a genre that made me want to go out and like really explore it. Mm-hmm. I do remember when I was going to college in, in Brooklyn, uh this little all night uh bakery uh that also sold dollar slices of pizza you know, right by my campus which is the great great thing to have when you're bike you know when you're in college <laughs> yeah the dollar slice
1: <sighs>
2: uh they um at like midnight or something basically the guy who ran the night shift there he would always put on this uh dub reggae dub stuff oh and... dub dub can be cool yeah and that was really good uh in fact i went in one night like Hey, how come he's not playing? The, how come they don't have the dub reggae on? He, he hears me and he puts it on like, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that's another thing I should be clear is like, I'm not talking about dub either. Cause I mean, dub is pretty cool. And, and Scott is pretty cool. But for whatever reason, reggae, like pure unadulterated reggae, just ugh. like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I just don't get it. It's like kind of funny. Cause even like when it's like, with the like i I don't know i just for whatever reason too i just like the like rasta stuff just kind of i don't know it just grates on me and stuff and then Mm -hmm. and then too you have like the stuff that's kind of an outgrowth of it with the um the toasting and stuff where it gets really really homophobic and that's kind of like that's that Uh, no no good can come from that
2: no good can come from that
0: yeah and i mean i guess there i guess from what i've heard too is that there's like at least a little bit of a homophobic undercurrent in reggae but i mean i don't i like this this the stuff that i've been able to sit through i've never i've never heard or picked up on i mean mostly mostly the the reggae that i've heard has, has been like pretty good messages of you know loving people and and whatnot and i mean i think that's 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 that is a grand idea i am pro-love but i just i just find the music so boring I, and,
2: I will say this if i have to hear one love by bob marley one more time i will choke a bitch
0: yeah i it's yeah i think the the only reggae that i've heard that was even kind of tolerable for me was uh i think it's uh peter tosh huh. i think that's his name I do uh, like, um
2: oh, that's something to keep in mind i do like the song uh i know you, you weren't a fan of it but uh ku klux klan off the
0: uh erg soundtrack
2: oh god <laughs> I you like, don't like that one
0: no, I was just like, okay, can this be over soon? Can this be over soon? Can this be over soon? I,
2: I was think, I w- I dig, I, I that one. I don't know why, why you don't, but uh.
0: yeah, I just, it, it's like a lot. I think it's kind of like, like, but you're kind of staying with metal. It's like it kind of throws a switch in your brain
1: mm. that you
0: just like. It's the don't care switch, and it's like you know. <laughs> And I mean, that's like why I mean I won't be you know hurt if you you don't even bother with like the typo negative videos because like, I mean I'll, I I'll I, give
2: uh, it a, I'll give it a spin yeah I, I mean I've been part of the point of starting the show is to try to like expand my musical horizons a little
0: bit yeah but I mean it's it's true because I mean I mean I I can I can totally relate to that kind of thing of just you know like you you get certain sonic frequencies and it just throws that that don't care switch hmm. and it's just like you know whatever you get you get that you get kind of a slog and it's just sort of like and i i can i can totally relate to that so yeah. yeah it's like i mean it's like sort of like you know now i know probably not to you know choose buckethead as a pick or something you know
2: well i've never checked that buckethead so i mean i certainly won't not listen to it if you do pick it uh, i know but
0: i mean it's it's still you know about you know at least having a fighting chance you know yeah
2: um, so, yeah, sp- speaking of, just you know, hearing the sonic frequency, uh, and turning your brain off, uh, last night I was dragged out to, uh, not kicking and screaming, but just to this, uh, pool, uh, party sort of event in, uh, Fishtown here in Philly. Um, one of the, this DJ, Robert Drake was, uh, running it, running it there. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, once he was, when he, he played music the whole night and around one thirty, it's, you know, had to wrap it, wrap it up because cl- the closing time here in Philly is too. And so for the last, like, 15 minutes we were there, they'd switched on to, uh, just the house mix. And I finally ah. got to hear the song call me. Maybe.
0: Ah, and I, do not,
2: I do not like it.
0: Yeah, no, it's sort of like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I, it, it, I always say there's no, no, no shame in a well-written pop song, but there's so many pop songs that are not well-written. <laughs> yeah. And
2: that's kind of the, it's, I'm everything that like was on that house mix, uh, whatever it was just like, I'm hearing this and just, I, I'm getting nothing out of this. I just want to go now. This is this is like this is the go home old people music.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But except uh, that
2: I'm in my 20s. This is sort of aimed not necessarily at my generation, but it's supposed to be something that my generation can deal with, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate my generation. I offer no apologies.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you
0: if you cracker at all, but
2: <laughs> I've got a couple songs by them from the mixes you gave me. They're they're another band that never bothered. I haven't checked them out in a serious degree yet, though okay. Yeah, I should really go through those mixes you gave me and, like, find, like, bands that I like the songs by them and just haven't gone into.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I can, you know, most of those I have, you know, the, like, lots of stuff by, because, I mean, that's usually what I go for when I'm choosing a mix, is, like, this is a cool band. Not 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 necessarily just this is a cool song, but, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, that that's kind of usually my philosophy. I mean, every once in a while there's something where it's like, yeah, this, this song is a fluke, but it's really a, a really good fluke, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess that's one thing too that I you know every once in a while you kind of hit like uh and this is might be a topic for another show of you know songs that are really good by bands that are really bad
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like because I mean i i um to to wake up in the morning i I throw on um I used to throw on this really terrible country station in town, but like it made me too angry, so i I put it on uh to this to the uh classic rock station. Uh, because it's it's a little bit more mild, but I mean, it's it's still obnoxious, but it's like not, you know, I'm going to have to hunt down and kill people obnoxious. It's just like, ugh, shut up, obnoxious.
2: Yeah, but, as, uh, you, gotta, you have to put up with Freebird instead of, uh, you know, Billy Joe yeah, Bop. Taylor uh, Swift. On, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, like, uh, one of the things that came up was, um, and it comes up relatively frequently because it is a pretty big hit, but um, Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. yeah. Like that's actually like a really you know a, a cool a cool riff like with the bass going to you know, open it and stuff. I mean the lyrics are fucking stupid because it's fucking Aerosmith, but um, and I mean it's like one of those things where I just do not get how Aerosmith has stuck around for what forty years.
2: Yeah, I mean I, their early stuff is their early stuff is pretty good. I've got a couple Aerosmith albums in my collection. I did did I had my Aerosmith phase in middle school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They were the first big concert I ever saw uh, mm-hmm. when I was, in I saw them in, in high school. Um, but yeah, like Toys in the Attic is still a really, really, really good album.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of take your word for it on that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you can get past the song "Walk This Way,"
0: because mm-hmm.
2: that's the one that's on.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: But yeah, that's also that's the one with sweet emotion on it. Um, what other good songs are on here? Uh, okay. Oh, big ten inch record. I'm sorry. I I, I love. Big Ten Inch record because I love songs that sound dirty but aren't.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of funny though. Like every once in a while you, you do get like kind of a, like for me, like a, a fluke or, or, um uh. And, I, and I'm pretty sure you don't have, you know, no doubt in your collection, but like I think Spiderwebs is actually a good song. I think everything else in their discography is shit, but. They, <laughs> I've
2: they, never, they... I've never heard the song Spiderwebs by them, but everything I've heard by No Doubt does not make me want to hear more by them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's one where it's like I, I mean, I probably won't even put spiderwebs in the show notes because you're not really missing anything. But, I mean, it's it's actually, like, kind of a cool song. It's kind of synth-driven, and I kind of like that. But, I mean, it's there there are better things to waste your time on.
2: Yeah. I just hate their cover of It's My Life by Talk Talk.
0: Oh. I, I don't even know if I know that one, but I just think of, like, no doubt doing a cover of, of uh, It's My Life just makes me, like, go, no. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Anyway, uh, the only I've been mean, get back to sort of the original topic. Um, yes, I've been trying. I've been trying to cultivate uh, an appreciation of of rap and hip hop.
0: I like. I am very very picky when it comes to that. But I mean, like, I I like for for what I say is like I love the form, but I don't like the content a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found like uh like do you know Saul Williams? No, dude is fucking amazing. I mean, he's more of honestly, he's more spoken word than rap. I think. I mean, cause, I mean, a lot of times. I mean, he doesn't rap even. I mean, he's actually delivering, you know, spoken word. Okay. Um. There, like, do you ha- do you listen to Cold Cut at all? No, no. Okay, because um on their on Cold Cut's last record, uh, there's an absolutely gorgeous uh a piece called Mister Nichols, and it's and it's him doing it, and it's just a monologue. And um, I'll try to remember to put that in the show notes. If if um you don't see it, like smack me, and I'll I'll put it in because it's. It's just this, like, really moving piece. I mean, it's so sad, and it's... Hmm. But it's, like, really, really good, and uh, there's a um, album that he did, that uh, Saul Williams did with Trent Reznor, which is really, really good. Uh, it's the uh, the Rise and Inevitable Liberation of Nicky Tardust. Hmm. And it's really, really good. Um, like, especially if you have, like, so, I mean, it's it's produced by Trent, so, I mean, it does have a Nine Inch Nails kind of sound, but not entirely. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's... It's very much a collaboration. So, I mean, it's like, if you are, you know, completely dead set against anything with the, the Nine Inch Nails sound, probably not going to check out that record. But otherwise, you know. I just
2: have to really be in the mood for the Nine Inch Nails sound. Okay. Uh, the, I only have, like, a couple really rap albums in my collection. I've got, this is going to make me sound like I've, I've got uh, Straight Outta Compton by NWA. And I actually love the hell out of that record.
0: Huh. I've never actually sat down with that record. I, it's... Like, I mean, I remember, like, kind of when it came out um, and people were, you know, kind of digging it because I was like in, you know, elementary school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was, like, there were, you know, some stuff on on the, you know, MTV and whatnot. Um, well, I can throw it up
2: I, there for you. Maybe I might even make it my pick next week. But... Uh, that'd be cool, yeah. I One of the things I love about it is just the way it uses the samples. Um that's one problem I've always had with, with rap and hip hop in general. It's that I found the music to be so incredibly uninspired and bass heavy.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, Cause most of it, most of what I hear is like, you know, blasting out of someone's car stereo. And like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I that, like,
0: that's, and I, I think pretty much, you know, e, you know, even the, the best Frank Zappa records say it would sound like shit that way too. So it's yeah. not really the best way to hear, you know, an art form. <laughs>
2: No, but, uh, it's, it's such a great album sonically, uh, and lyrically, it's, it's pretty good too. I've been actually doing, uh, the copy editing for a book that's coming out about, uh, Straight Outta of Compton. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it, it's interesting. Like, the first few songs on there are just really, really solid. You gotta take it like tongue in cheek too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a, an album that, it's an album that's meant to be taken seriously, but it's not an album that's, um like a manifesto of this is how you're supposed to behave,
0: uh um, yeah yeah i I guess that's kind of like uh some of my problem with you know like a lot of the like gangster rap does it 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 does seem to have like kind of an aspect of this is how you're supposed to behave, and Good. that's and I find that really old and grating like there's one that just like it wasn't it was not gangster rap, but I mean it was like one that I, well, it was a single that I got, and it worked. I don't know, I don't remember who it was but it was like um the bed was in uh Curtis Mayfield's uh, Miss Black America yeah. and i love Curtis Mayfield Curtis Mayfield is some of the most beautiful music and like just really really like powerful music powerful lyrics you know about basically you know people people of all 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 stripes bettering themselves really and i mean and the thing is is that the 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 vocal on top of it and, and which um like was all about like just materialistic bullshit about like, you know, wanting like, you know, Gucci shoes and all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, Curtis Mayfield is turning over in his grave to have, you know, one of his most powerful songs defiled by this materialistic bullshit, you know, from someone who just, you know, wants fucking, you know, you know, shoes that, you know, are super expensive for no fucking reason. And it's it just it, it actually made me really, really angry. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. there's some lyrics to the song by NWA Gangsta Gangsta, which sort of... Everyone quotes the one line, life ain't nothing but bitches and money. But mm-hmm. the two lines before that kind of make it... Do I look like a motherfucking role model to a kid looking up to me? Life ain't nothing but bitches and money. But it's that it's those two lines there. Do I look like a motherfucking... No, you don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's that's the it's point. Kind of, it's funny how people will strip context from things like that, you know? And it's... Don't get short on
2: that. I will get very angry very fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and not just Fox News, but even people who are, you know, on the other sides. I mean, I've heard, I've heard people like, unironically, say, you know, life ain't nothing but bitches and money, and it's like, yeah, way to go. It's way to miss the point. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, but like I said, something uh, there's an article I found a while recently called, you know, uh, just uh, it's in my Insta paper. I double check it, but it's a uh, ten albums, ten hip hop albums for people who don't know shit about hip hop. <laughs> which I find which one of these days I'm actually going to sit around and start actually listening to some of
0: those. Yeah. Was uh, Lupe Fiasco on that list? Cause he's another one that I really like.
2: I'm looking right now. Uh, actually no. It's,
0: okay. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you the list.
2: I'll give you the list. Okay. It's uh, Scarface, the fix by Scarface balloon mind state by De La Soul. I've heard good things about De La Soul. Yeah. Uh, the dynasty by Jay Z, uh, outcast, uh, Aquamini, Tupac, yeah. uh, Tribe Called Quest Wu Tang Clan. I've got the Wu Tang Clan out. I just can't get into that one. Nas mm-hmm. and Doctor Dre's The Chronic.
0: Mm. Yeah, like um, check out like uh, Luby Fiasco's first record was uh, Food and Liquor, mm. and that one's a really good one. And the, the thing that I love about that one is like the liner notes of that one are like a photo essay, and okay. basically it's one where like the first half of it is like I guess I'm, I might be getting the the order of these wrong, but like like the 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 first half of it is like you know you know, thugs and gangsters and stuff with, uh, books. Mm-hmm. And, and then like the, the second half of it is like kids with, uh, little kids in school with like guns, learning about guns and stuff. And then like, I think the last page is like a, a kid smuggling a book into school. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, it is. And it's like, and I mean, it's one of the things that I mean, like, uh, Lupe Fiasco stuff is very socially conscious. Oh. And I, that's one of the things that I like is, you know, I mean, I, I like, things like that that you know are are a little heavier i mean it's kind of funny it's like his uh first big single was uh kick push which is like basically this like fun little thing about like roller skating <laughs> you know but i mean it's you know and it's and it's actually got it's like got a great hook and everything but i mean it's you know the the record and then the one after it is uh called the cool and that one is sort of a um concept rap, record hip-hop opera whatever you want to call it and it's just like sort of like you know like, the story of, you know, like, a guy coming up through the streets. And it's it's really interesting. I mean, that that's a very reductive description of it. Yeah, cause I mean, it's, yeah. like, it's loaded with metaphor. And it's just, yeah, it's, like, a really good record. And, um, yeah, I, I've heard that his third uh, Lasers isn't as good. But then again, I've, I've heard that, that from, like, Lupe Fiasco himself, where it was, like, basically, like, Atlantic made me release this, <laughs> so mm.
2: that's never good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's this, this definitely something I need to do. There's also a companion piece, by the way, to that ten uh, hip hop albums for people who don't know shit about hip hop, with uh, ten jazz albums for people who don't know shit about jazz. Mm. So that's something I should do to get into too. It's not that I don't dislike. It's not that I don't get jazz. It's just that's like it's not something that's been something I really
0: have gravitate to. Yeah, like, uh, Dale, one of my uh, best friends in the world, like, he's a a huge jazz fan, and I'm still, like, I I still kind of go, oh, okay with a lot of jazz, but, uh, one guy that he turned me on to, which is one of his, his favorites, is a fellow named Don Ellis. Hmm. And he actually did the score for, uh, French Connection. Oh, cool. And, but, I mean, he was, like, very experimental, but, like, he, he did a lot of stuff with really weird time signatures, like, uh, one of his albums is called Live in Two and Three Quarter Time. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, but the thing is, is like, it's not inaccessible. Mm. I mean, it's very pleasant, and nice, but it's uh, there's like a real a lot of really cool like syncopation and stuff, and it's just like really really awesome stuff. Like probably the uh, Live at the Fillmore record is the one I would recommend. Okay, that's got an awesome version of Hey Jude on it.
2: Oh wow! Oh, by the way, one of the uh... Albums recommended in the top ten jazz albums for people who don't know shit about jazz is Jocko Pistor- Jocko self titled album.
0: Ah, that'll make Andrew happy.
2: <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, that then there that, then there's like I said, these are just genres that I don't actively hate, just don't get. Um, yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty yeah. of stuff that I just actively can't do, mostly in like modern pop and I don't know. Every everything I've heard of dub, dubstep doesn't do anything for me either.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I. I... I, it's funny because dubstep should be up my alley, but it just isn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know.
2: It, it's sort of the same problem I have with some of this like industrial stuff, that modern industrial kind of future poppy stuff. Where like I just want someone to fucking play and lead, <laughs> and I want something that's you know, give, give me something that's more than just but gut you know booty shaking, uh, gut churning bass.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, I I can kind of I can kind of dig that. Yeah, <laughs> but. I think we kind of exhausted ourselves here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think I think we're all tuckered out.
2: Yeah, I gotta go. Went run, run into Center City and get my new hard drive. Uh, Yay! So, uh, where can we find each other online? As if we don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm at kittysneeses. dot com. K i t t y s n e e z e s. dot com. And also, kitty at Tumblr, where I post a lot of like fluffy pony shit lately.
2: Okay, I actually got rid of my Tumblr. I don't know what to do with it. I just kind of burned out on it. Tired of just dumping stuff somewhere, but you can still find me. I'm a Sanspoint on Twitter, Sanspoint.com. Um, and of course, we're Crush on Radio, crushonradio.com. You can uh, rate us on iTunes and uh, give us good ratings. And Andrew Marvin is AndrewMarvin.net, Andrew Marvin on Twitter. And wish him luck because when this goes out, it'll be his first day teaching uh, English at uh, I don't even remember the name of the college. I feel bad.
0: <laughs> and he's also on the Zen Geek podcast, too.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, wish him luck, uh, Andrew fans.
0: Yes. <laughs> and and we promise he'll be back next week.
2: Yeah, though I might not be. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm moving on Wednesday to New York, so we'll see what happens there. Cool. All right. Big things happening.
0: Yep. And nice. I'm, I'm not doing anything this week. I, I don't have work, so I'm just going to be, like, hanging out. Nice. I took the week off, so, it's,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, okay. Quinn's mom is in town, so I just wanted to be, like, kind of around for when they want to do stuff, so. Okay. So we'll probably go to the zoo, and I guess our zoo has new snow leopard cubs. Aww. Which I guess just, I think I think the day that we're recording this is their first day out in the enclosure. Aww. I know, they're so cute. I've seen pictures.
2: Aww. They're, they're kitties.
0: F- big fluffy kitty. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nice talking to you, Matt. Oh, uh, you too. Um, Yeah, I will talk to you later. Bye-bye ba